Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. What's up, guys? Good morning. Welcome to Game Changer. Welcome to Tuesday. What's up, Diana? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) I was late yesterday, but I beat David here today. I was early. That's right. That's right. All you gotta do is challenge her, and then she's on time or early. That is true. Tell her she can't do something. And I will do it better with a banger. All I can think about is you. I can do anything better than you. No, you can't. Oh yes, I can. So what's up, guys? Hope you're having a great morning, Tuesday morning. And we got a busy morning today. I do. Diana does. We have to run somewhere right after this. And then at noon, I'm doing a make it happen um, with our company. And then today, we are working out. We're going to the gym. I mean, we got a lot of stuff going on. And uh, so let's pull it. Yeah, you go. Comments weren't up there. All right. So if you got comments, what do you have going on today? What does your Tuesday look like? Give us some comments. Thanks, Patrick, Eddie. Good morning, guys. Bobby, hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Dumasani, what's up? And um, <clears throat> share the show if you don't mind today. I believe that this week we were scheduled and slated. And if you see, Diana's here, so it's not because she's not here. We just wanted a little more preparation on the relationship and finance series. And uh, so we are going to be bringing that next week. Matter of fact, we had the intros already recorded. Uh, ask a lot of good questions around the office. So don't forget, that starts Monday. But this week, actually, I believe it's a blessing. This week, we um, are going from today on, we're talking about some something that is, um, we're going to take several different stances on waiting on the Lord or or and what to do while you wait. And not just waiting and sitting, but waiting with a purpose, taking action, and also not losing heart. Uh, today, for instance, we're going to talk about take your position and stand still. Take your position and stand <clears throat> still. You know, I wanted to just <clears throat> say really, and then tomorrow, I can go ahead and give you tomorrow's title. We're, we're talk- it's going to be Stay Tied. I get to finally use that uh, cleat, that boat cleat. I bought a boat cleat uh, on vacation a couple months ago at an antique store. <laughs> it was like 100 bucks. And uh, Diana Stupid said, it just looked, she said it looked like just a, a rusty. I like, told him I could have bought one at Walmart for $5 <laughs> and thrown it in a bucket of bleach and it would have looked the same way in a matter of 10 minutes. Uh, I bought it at an antique store. It's cool. I'm going to bring it and set it in here. It's not really big, but it's, it's a prop. And I knew I was going to do something on the podcast with it. And so tomorrow we're going to do uh, st- part two of this and that's stay tied. And then um, and, and here's, a, here's the thing that the Lord really kind of laid on my heart and is position yourself. I believe this going forward. I, I think that all of this has to do with it's not positioning yourself to wait more. And, and so if you could just take this down in your notes and maybe put this, put this in the, the notes of one of you guys, but position yourself for a breakthrough. I believe that you need to, on purpose, position yourself for a breakthrough. So we're going to talk today about take your position and stand still. All right, so I'm going to read a scripture, and I'm going to read it in the message version of 2 Chronicles 20, 14 through 17. Now, there's a couple of parts here that are naming some names. I'm going to skip over a little bit of that. But then it says, then Jehazel was moved by the Spirit of God. And that's the part I want to point out. He was moved by the Spirit of God 
to speak from the middle of the congregation. And it then explains who he is there in a couple of verses. And I'm going to pick up in, in, in the next verse where it says, he said this. He said, attention, everyone. And then in the uh, New Living Translation, he said, listen, all you people. So he said, attention, everyone, all of you from out of town, all of you from Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, God's word, don't be afraid. Don't pay any mind to this vandal horde, okay? Uh, or, or the translation in New Living Translations says mighty army. Don't be afraid of this mighty army. This is God's war, not yours. Tomorrow you go after them. See, they're ready, already on their way up the slopes of Ziz. You'll meet them at the end of the ravine near the wilderness of Jeruel. You won't have to lift a hand in this battle. Just stand firm and watch God's saving work for you take shape. Don't be afraid. Don't waver. March out boldly. God is with you. I'm going to read it in New Living Translation. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And it goes on in the next verse, in the 17th verse. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions. That's what we're talking about today. Then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah, Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. So I want to talk to you guys today, and we're going to talk about taking your position and standing still. It's a good one, isn't it? It's a good one. Take your position. So can I just start by saying it's your position? So, you know, if God's called you, and if it's your position, then it doesn't belong to anyone else. Take your position. What position? And I think before we go any go any further, what what does your position look like? What does your what's the place that you're supposed to be standing look like? What are you what are you supposed to be positioned to do? What what are you what are you called to do? What are you? And I think that that's important. You have to know it's it's personal. It's your position. And a lot of times, you know, we we view the circumstances around us and we view that as our position. But the reality is, I think a lot of times we're out of position. What do you think about that? I mean, when you look at when you look at you know, we're talking about take your position. I mean, the Lord. It's it's almost like when He says that He doesn't have to explain it much. He goes on to explain, you know, uh, what's going to happen. That the Lord's going to fight the battle. That God's got this. I mean, He goes on and explains that far more than He does about anything to do with the position. But yet here we chose to kind of pull out one phase of this. And, and the reality is, he, he doesn't really say much about that. He says, take your position. So can I just say this? He's talking to an army, and I looked this up, and in the uh, mic, scroll down for a second. I think below those, I put some, uh, go down below the points. I want you to go back up after that so I don't lose. Let's see, hold your course. Don't be, okay. So let's stay here for a second. Y- you know, um, in an army, holding your position is it's a military term and it means to it means to hold the course it means to stand still and hold and, and don't move so i think that since these were warriors and these were these were people that were trained they already knew what 
their position meant. They knew what holding their position meant. So I'm talking to some people that I believe know the Word of God. And if you if you don't know the Word of God, then you know just bear with me for a second. But I'm talking to some folks now that know the Word of God and know your position in God. And he's saying to hold your position. And I think that you need to understand that it's yours. And you need to look around you and assess the situation and say, am I, am I in the position for breakthrough? Am I in the position for blessing? Am I in the position where God can do something in my life? life. What do you think about that? I think being a being in position to be a blessing as well. I mean, I think a lot of times, like right now, a lot of this is about war or battle, but I think, first of all, knowing <laughs> your position, um, you know, because I'd like to think that, yes, we all face challenges, but hopefully there are seasons where we're not facing a challenge or a battle, but yet there's this period of time where you're also, you know, feel a blessing so that you can be a blessing. But I think what's one thing that's really important is knowing what your position is. I think for a lot of years, I felt like I was a square peg trying to be shoved into a round hole. Mm-hmm. And I know that saying is used a lot, but... Um, you fit out of place. I, I really did. And um, in a lot of different ways, because, you know, maybe I'm more vocal than, you know, especially when in our younger years, as you know, we traveled for ministry at that point, it was, you know, men were heard, women sat down and were quiet, but yet that wasn't what was inside of me. So mm-hmm. like, I always felt like displaced, um, as to, um, you know, I didn't fit into things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was just different. And so I felt discontent because really truthfully, I think God had me you know, created me for a different position, yet I was trying to be a position where everybody else wanted me. And um, I don't think that's, you know, I, I lived a lot of years, you know, struggling with who I was because I really didn't know my position because everybody else was telling me my position. So I think one thing that's important is knowing your position. If I'm Did you, were you out of, so you were out of position, but you didn't know it. No, I just so felt. Can, so, it's, so you can be out of position and not know it as well. So there's people listening now that are out of position that don't know it. And there's people that are listening right now that are out of position and you know it. Yes. And then, and he, well, here's the thing. Well, that matters because I, obviously what else is there? I either know it or don't know it, but, but, he, but, <laughs> but which one are you? Which one are you? So I think, I think another, I think another thing that we can do is fool ourselves into, into not knowing our position and the reality is we do know our position and then we can use that as an excuse for, for a long period of time. There's, you know, there's people listening right now that you could allow the situations you've gone through to keep you from walking in the position or standing in the position that God's called you or, or orchestrated for you to do. And, uh, but you'd heard it from Diana here and she was sharing, you know, how she went through a period of time where, you know what, I don't really know where I fit. So I can't find my position Right, I can't find my place to to find, to stand in position, and I think that those are those. But are I would very say important. this: God honored my faithfulness in mm-hmm. that area, even though I was out of place. So sometimes, even when we're out of position, God honored that and blessed me in areas of my life, even though I was out of position. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I I believe my heart was always right. Like I wanted to, I wanted God's best, or I wanted to be in position of God. So I think even though you're out of position, sometimes, you know we feel that discontent, but because God's honoring our faithfulness in those things, we feel like, well, maybe this, this is where I'm supposed to be. Well, there's grace for the place, you know, there's grace, God's grace for the place. 
And so whatever place you're in, God's grace. But listen, I want to I want to get us to so we we want to move outside of just depending on God's grace and right and get into the goodness and get into what he has for us. So let's talk about it for a second. Let's look at let's look at what you know what they were faced with here. So look there's a few things that he really instructed them in this scripture to do, not do, really to not do. And, he, and number one is do not fear. You know, we we talk a lot about fear and faith and where they where they really, people say that it's the opposite of faith, and it is because it's on the opposite end of the spectrum of the reality is fear and faith are cousins. Fear and faith are related to one another because faith is is believing, you know, faith is believing what you hope for but don't see. Fear is believing what you hope doesn't happen but yet can't see. So you're believing in what you can't see either way. One is what you hope does happen. What One is what you hope does not happen. So the Bible here, he's telling them, do not fear. And can I just say this? That, that's, that's the first point you want to put down. Fear, f- fear is something we need to not do. So do not fear. And then fear paralyzes us and achieves nothing. Think about that. It paralyzes us and achieves nothing. So fear never changes circumstances for the better. Fear contaminates faith and gets us doubting and questioning everything God has said. The reality is God hasn't changed his mind. You know, and this is what's interesting. And so think about this for a second. So I want to, this is a clarion call and kind of uh, comment on this too, Diana. What, what, what God is saying here in the word to, and of course the man of God here literally in the army, but God's saying this because we're here we are reading it today. He's saying, get in position. And it's like, even if you forgot your position, even if you think you didn't know it, it all comes back to you. And he's saying, get in position. And then he's saying, now don't fear. Because fear contaminates faith and gets us doubting and questioning everything God has said. Fear is the opposite of faith and we need to resist it. Have you ever, have you ever had a battle with fear? I mean, real fear? Of course you have, right? But I, I'm not sure. I can't pinpoint exact spot. I don't mean like I, scared of the dark, but I mean, because I know she was scared of the dark. When we first got married, she used to turn the lights off and run to the bed like Carl Lewis. I was scared of the dark. Like you saying bolt. Um, I think that there's a fine line. And it wasn't because I was in the bed. <laughs> um, Holding that clip for next week. Uh, <laughs> um, I think there's a fine line between fear and faith. You know, just like that, I think there's a fine line between love and hate. So I think it's, you know, depending on what you put in, your spirit or in your heart and your life, if you're feeding it with things that will will encourage faith to grow, I think you stay on the faith side. But I think when you you know you're not filling yourself with things that, of that will encourage you to push on or you know be strong, be courageous. I think that's where that fine line where you can almost flip over to fear because you're not filling yourself with the with the encouragement of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So um, you know I think one thing also in positioning is enjoying the moment. I think sometimes we get so distracted of what's going on, we don't enjoy the moment that we're in. Yeah. And some of my greatest um, heartaches or or uh, battles or struggles, when I look back, um, have been my greatest accomplishments as well because you know you made it. Mm-hmm. You know I I picked up something in that season. You know maybe I believed a little bit more. Maybe I loved a little bit deeper. Maybe I um, encouraged more. You know. So I think. You know, one thing in positioning, especially when you're facing a struggle, is enjoy the moment. It's beauty for ashes. So I think we have to find the good even in the bad. Um, you know, when we walk into our office, there's a, a, a picture that says, 
just one positive thought, I think it says can change your day or set your day, which is true. So we got to find the positives, even in, you know, when, even though there's a lot of negative going around us, we have to find the positives and choose to focus on that and where we focus our emotions, which I kind of mentioned that yesterday. So I think it's enjoying the moment. I think keeping yourself built up in, in your faith by reading the word of God, by surrounding yourself by people that are going to encourage you that way. That's where you don't cross over that thin line between faith and fear, but you walk in faith in spite of. Amen. So let's look at number two, do not be dismayed. We don't really use that word I know what Mike's going for the dictionary. Let's look at the definition of dismayed. You know, we know what it means like in church terms. When someone's like, preacher's like, come on, God said, do not be dismayed. And everybody's like, hey, man, preach it. You know what I'm saying? Because we know what it kind of means like without really knowing what it means. But let's look at it. So dismayed means cause someone, what is it, Mike? You wanted to look at you. Now you got to look up that word. I already did. <laughs> Cause someone, someone to feel consternation. Not con, not constipated, okay, but consternation. <laughs> and so distress. Someone right now is like, you know, I've been dismayed all morning. So consternation fe- means feeling of anxiety or dismay. Typically, it's something unexpected. Okay. So do not feel anxious. Do not feel anxious. And I know that and it's like somebody right now is going, man, you know what? That's easy for God to say. I mean, I'm, I'm, do, you, do you look at Twitter? Do you watch CNN? Do you look at Fox News? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you see what's going on around you? Yes. And you know what? And, and to be honest with you, we're, we're breaking down this passage here, but scroll back up to the scripture just for a second. Understand that this is, this is in the middle of the battle. Somebody here in this battle said, hey, do you see this army around us? Hey, do you see that, that Joe got killed yesterday in battle? Do you, do you see who we're up against? They could say all of that because it was true, but what he was not, he wasn't, he wasn't taking what was true and discounting it or what was facts around him. He was elevating the truth of God's word. And he said, listen, this is what God says. Do not be afraid. Do not be anxious by this army, by the circumstances you see around you, for the battle is not yours, it's God's. So I don't, I don't know if you, the real reason you could not be dismayed or anxious is because, how about this? It's not yours to fight, it's his. God isn't saying that he'll keep us from facing battles, but we are not to be discouraged. We are not to be disheartened. We are not to be distraught, demoralized, or distressed or even full of despair because he's our God and he fights for us and he's awesome, strong, and powerful. And I think that that's really the case. The, the reality is if you look at it and if you look at it and you have a choice, and this is, I want you to weigh on this. You look at situations, no matter how big, how small, no matter what, you know, and you look at them and you, you're faced with them. And then you go, okay, it's big. And then you hear God's word or God, you know, and it comes in ways like this podcast. It comes in, you know, your, your Bible app. Maybe you have a scripture of the day pop up on your phone through SMS or whatever, or someone calls you, someone reminds you, you hear a clip of, you know, Pastor Furtick or something going on and you, and you get in and you, and you hear the word of God and it speaks to your situation. Listen, hear me on this. And then we have a choice, right? We hear it. We believe it. But do we really receive it and apply it? Because if we do, 
then we, we, we sometimes take it back. I've taken it back from God before. So for instance, I, I don't have to be anxious if I truly believe that he's got it. Where the anxiety comes in is when I hear the word, but then I choose to go, well, that's really good. That really sounds motivating, but now i got to handle this problem. And the reality is, does he have it or does he not? So don't be dismayed. Don't be anxious because of what God's word says. What do you think? When it comes to anxiety. I mean, anxiety is a big, a real deal. I've not experienced a lot of anxiety, but um, our daughter Ashton, she went through anxiety a little bit. And I, I wish she was here because she could probably speak from that. I've not experienced that. Um, but I believe it's real. Um, and I believe that in those situations, you still have to, you know, go back to, you know, the foundational things, the basics. I think one of the things we try and super spiritualize everything, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's just going back to the basics. God, I need you. And he knows where, he, where we need him. Um, you know, sometimes we want to come to God with a eloquent prayer or an eloquent request, but really, you know, he's just looking for us to turn to him in the beginning and say, hey, I need you, and I recognize I need you. And so you know those areas, Lord, so, you know, I'm open. Um, I think one of it is we're not always open because, because of fear and anxiety. Maybe we don't want to be completely open to, you know, what God wants to do in our lives because we're still trying to hold on to it. Mm -hmm. um, I think, again, you know, one of my favorite scriptures is be still and know, and I, I'm not advocating tattoos, but that's one of the things that I, when I, I made a decision to get that is I put it over my heart for a reason because even when my heart is wanting to react, you know, I want it to be covered, I want it to be still and know that I'm God trust him in spite of and I, I I was I made that decision because sometimes it's our heart that isn't right or is needing the encouragement or is needing to be filled or you know I think our heart you know can lead us astray sometimes so um I think that for me my position finding your position knowing not being dismayed I think that all still boils down to really basic things which is what are you putting in are you reading are you you know, are you right. filling yourself with the things of God, the word of God, the people of God, the encouragement of God, you know, whatever that is for you. Um, it's good. I'm not advocating uh, tattoos either. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not advocating them. Um, so let's, so let's, let's wrap this up. We have a few minutes. <clears throat> I knew this would happen. We have some more notes to get into, but it's good. It's really good stuff. And it really segues into what we're going to talk about tomorrow, which is staying tied. And really coming back to really this all week, and we're going to tie in some 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 really um, encouraging points, I believe, on Thursday and Friday as well. We're going to dive a little bit into, you know, um, just because you can't see it. So this is all about waiting and what you do when you wait, and also the fact that you don't have to wait forever because there's coming a time where you position yourself. And I believe that this is the reason for this today. It's called position yourself, right? Or take your position. And remember in the beginning, position yourself for a breakthrough. Get ready. Brace yourself because it's happening. So the battle, the, the, the point I want to just, just touch on really quick, the battle's not yours. You know, we, we hit on that, but God continues to say it throughout this passage. You don't need to fight this battle. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. I'm with you. But over and over and over again, this, this, is, this is what he says. There's a scripture that says, if God's for you, who could be against you? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And he brings victory. 
He's overcome the world, the Bible says. So we, we battle against the world, but hey, take, take heart, I've overcome the world. So let's look at a point that, you know, two points here that really tie in the, the whole point of the week and the point of today. Number four, position yourself. Verse 17, he talked about this, position yourself. Again, if you are in battle, when he spoke to these warriors, these soldiers, they knew what he meant. Take your position, position yourself. You know what this means, position yourself in a, in a, in a position of being still. I mean, if you're going to position yourself for financial freedom, I would probably mean you need to examine, examine sorry, your, um, where you're spending money. So I think you have to know what you're trying to face. You know, it doesn't make sense if I'm going to be, I guess, recognizing what your struggle, what your battle, what you're facing, what you're trying to accomplish, recognizing what that is and knowing the right stance. Because, you know, often we, we um, approach resistance like this, but maybe our position needs to be this, surrender. Um, and not surrender to your enemy, but surrender to allow the Lord to speak into your situation or lead you. So I think really it's not only is it important to stand in your position or be in the right position, but you got to know what that is. If, you're, if you're, you know, your struggle is I need to get some financial freedom, it's probably don't you know, go sign up for monthly memberships to you know, Disney. Right. Right. So know what it is. Or, you know, if you're, you know, your struggle is like, you know, maybe eating, you know, don't fill don't your go to Fred's market. Don't, <laughs> don't fill your cabinets with, um, you know, cookies. Twinkies. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's biblical that you're supposed to go to Fred's market. I'm pretty sure it's actually written in there somewhere about yeah. shalt go to Fred's. Fred's market. You so, know, and I know also, are you supposed to be facing it? I mean, someone put on there casting our cares on him. That's such a, sim- a simple truth, and we forget that sometimes. It's just casting it on him and allowing him yeah. to hold it. You know, we keep picking it back up, and that's really important. Sometimes because- taking a position is letting go. Yeah. Sometimes taking your position is letting go because you're in, <clears throat> you're in God's position. You know, and that's just something that can't, you're, because if you're holding on, and trying to do it yourself, then you know whose position you're trying to assume? God's. So let go of God's position and assume yours. Position yourself. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you know, don't, don't run or hide when the battle comes. Take your position on the front line in prayer. Right next to, you know, your brothers, your sisters, right? Right next to someone. Stand shoulder to shoulder with each other. Lift your eyes to God. Plant your feet firmly and stand together in prayer. Face the enemy. God will overcome the enemy. He will, not you. He will. God will win the battle on your behalf. And then here's another thing. Not only position yourself, get in position for a breakthrough, remain in position. So if you're in position, you've been day, man, I've been in this position that Dinah was talking about. I've been in this position, right? I just used two emojis. I've been praising, and I've been praying. I've been fasting. I've been standing. I've been believing. And let me tell you something. I'm getting tired. I'm getting weary. Remain in position. Not only in verse 17 did he say, position yourself, but then he said, stand. Stand still. God is reiterating that how you position yourself and where you position yourself, how and where, is extremely important to the battle's outcome. If you leave the fight, you leave your position. I was reminded, I just looked it up, if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. So remaining in him, even though it doesn't feel like it, we bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. We forget about that. Remaining is really important. Um, 
because remaining, you know, I, I think of, I know that I don't want to get ahead of the week as far as planted, but, you know, sometimes if we remove ourselves from him too soon, we miss out on, you know, growth. That's a good title for Thursday, planted, because we're talking Thursday. We know what we're talking about, but that's a good title for us. So tomorrow's stay tight, now Thursday's planted. That's good. Look at you. Look at you full of ideas. So can I just say this as we begin to Half wrap of it, his ideas are mine, even probably, before we were sat no, in this No, that's not true. Like 75% of them are mine, or yours. Oh, <laughs> Most nice. of them. See, look at there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. So hold your position would, would means stay put. This is a good way to say it. Ready? Hold your position means, and then you can put in quotes, this part in quotes, Sam, this, this, these next words. Stay put and don't move. End quote. And position yourself appropriately. Don't type that in. You just type that in separately. <laughs> don't mess my quote up. <laughs> don't mess my quote up. She can say, that's good, but isn't it? So hold your position means stay put. And don't move. And you know the last point here real quick? Watch God work. Watch God work. This is the good part. You can watch God work. You're watching the Olympics right now, and you like to watch these world-class class athletes. And if you're from, in the U.S., you know, you like to see American, uh, you know, athletes win. And it makes you proud, right, for your country. And, and you're going, wow, this is great. And you can cheer for them. You just sit back and watch. And here's the deal. When they sing the national anthem, and when they win, you know, they're putting that medal on them. You get a sense of, pr- of pride for that, for your country, for the athlete. Can I just say, all you're doing is watching. And the only part of the participation is the fact that you're a citizen. Can I just tell you that if you sit back and watch God, it's like watching the Olympian of all Olympians. It's, it's watching him at work. And you, 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 you get to, you feel, you could sit back and watch it. And it's like none other. But can I just tell you that the only thing that you are is a participant. But he's made you a participant. You're an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. So watch God at work. See his salvation. See his salvation. Scroll down. There's a, there's a, the last thing I want to, I just want to read this. Let's hold, let's just hold hands for a second. Let's just read this. Let's just, I want to declare this. And then you can say whatever you want to say. Declare this over you. Hold the course. This is for you. Don't be afraid. He won't abandon you. He's all, he has a plan and a great purpose. And he will achieve it. Stand firm and hold your position for you will see God's deliverance and salvation. I believe that because he's at work. His purposes and his great promises are being released over you and are being achieved in Jesus' name. So stand. Amen. You can copy and you can paste that in, Sam, into the comments as well as the declaration. We just believe that. You believe that? I believe that. Amen. What do you guys say? Go ahead. Unleash. (laughs) Go. Go. Um, Wrap us up. Bring us home. I still think the correct position is important. Even Amen. Though the correct, I mean, you're not going to see anyone start off, you know, the 100-meter race standing up, you know, That's slouched funny. over. They're going to be in position. So I still think, because it's not only, it's not important just how you end the race, but it's important right. on how you start the race with the right mindset. With That'll the right preach position. right there. So. The correct position. That'll preach. Like if you laid, like nobody's going to win the 100 meters if they start out laying down. See see how we get ideas? Like she'll say something and then yeah, there's, that's her idea. You guys think I'm smart. No. <laughs> she just, before I leave work for the morning, she's like, blah, 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 blah. she's telling me stuff. And I'm like, but, but imagine laying down and then, you know, 
the gun goes off and you got to get up and everybody else is in starting blocks and you got to try to play catch up and win. Or, or you said it's not just how you start, it's how you finish. So halfway through the race, you're running full speed and then you turn around and start running backward. You know what I mean? You're going to lose. It's good. Not a preach. Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, take your point and add to it. I think that was, that was it. Your position is important. <clears throat> Amen. Thank you all for tuning in today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Diana, for joining us today. And however many more days this week you're going to be joining us. It's funny to keep Dave in check. I do it every morning. <laughs> now I know why. And every night. And I know, now I know why Dave's on his phone. Diana's texting him ideas all day long. <laughs> but thank you all for tuning in. If you were watching us live, we appreciate it. If you want to catch us on the go, make sure you find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. You can always have us there if you miss an episode live. If you're on Apple or Spotify, you can find us live every morning on Facebook and YouTube live. Just search David Villa Game Changer and we'll come right up. Um, make sure that you guys check out faithgear, faithgear.co. Um, our newest drop is up on the site. We are actually going to do a new promotional shoot tomorrow, which I am super excited about. Um, we have a limited supply of our new stuff, so make sure if you want some to get some quickly. We can also get more, but it'll be back ordered if you wait too long. Um, we got a release date, I believe, Dave. I saw you post it yesterday. August 2nd, our newest um, Bible plan on you version will be up. It is called CrossFit. It's a seven-day plan. It's called Cross Fit. Fit. Cross fit. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> but it will be live August 2nd. You'll obviously hear more about it as you know we get through this week. <laughs> yes. Welcome. Welcome to my world. <laughs> well, I just want to emphasize that. It's not it's not the it's not CrossFit, but it is cross fit. Doesn't that entice you to watch? I mean, it, it's pretty cool. Thank you all it's for listening. Based, by the way, on last Thank week. you all for listening and on that note. We out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.